Welcome to the Vineyard Church of Greater Portland podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Mario Mastin. For more podcasts and other resources, please visit www.vineyardportland.org. So, uh, last Sunday, Laurie brought us a great message here, which I got to hear this week, on faith that perseveres. And um, really, it was a good message, and she exhorted us to kind of live that way, which is what the Scripture calls us to do, to live with a faith, uh, to live with that kind of faith, the faith that perseveres, the faith that endures in our journey with God. And I appreciate that. Thanks, Laurie. Good word. This morning, I want to bring just, uh, it's probably not going to be the greatest message you've ever heard, but <laughs> what I am going to bring this morning is a simple, a simple word that, uh, well, I had to give myself an off-ramp there, buddy. Um, <clears throat> so uh, it, it's a simple word, but it's a profound word, actually. Not because I'm bringing it, but because of the nature of the word that I'm going to share that comes actually from uh, Jesus' lips to our ears. And that's where the profundity of this word rests. It comes from Jesus. Um, and it's a simple word of promise that gives us the kind of confidence to exercise the kind of faith that Laurie was preaching about last week. This promise, I believe, gives us the kind of confidence in God to be able to exercise a faith that perseveres as we journey with Him. That promise, as I said a moment ago, comes directly from Jesus. And he first spoke this promise during the Feast of Dedication at Jerusalem. It was wintertime, and Jesus was in the temple, and we're told he was walking around in Solomon's colonnade. And here's what Jesus said to those who had no faith in him about those who do. This is what Jesus said. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Now, from these simple words that Jesus spoke, there is what I referred to a moment ago as this profound promise that's ours both in the present and in the future. For time and for eternity. And it gives us the certainty and the confidence to trust God and to do so with a persistent faith. Jesus reveals two things here and two simple things I'm going to share with you this morning that have to do with this promise that's ours as those who are in God's care. You are in God's care this morning as followers of Jesus. 
And because you're in his care, there are two really important things about this promise that Jesus makes that are yours. And in looking at these this morning, we'll understand just something a little bit more about who our Heavenly Father is, what He has done for us, and what He will do for us in the future. So let's look at these. The first is this. You and I, and all those who are in Christ, are the Father's gift. Now you may not have thought of yourself that way before, but you are a gift from the Father. You've received gifts from the Father, but you are a gift of the Father. You, this morning, are a gift from your heavenly Father. Look at what Jesus said. My Father, who has given them to me, is greater than all. My Father, who has given those that are my sheep, that listen to my voice, that I know, that follow me, They are a gift from the Father to me, Jesus is saying. They've been given to me by my Father who's greater than all. That means you are a gift from the Father to Jesus this morning. That is pretty cool, isn't it? That you are a gift from the God that holds all things together by the word of his power to his Son. If you are a we're concerned about the search for significance, there's the answer right there. You're of such intrinsic value to your heavenly Father that He has given you to His Son. God has given us freely. He's not just given to us freely. He's given us freely to His Son. We belong to Jesus. We are the sheep of his flock. He talks about us here in those terms. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. We are the sheep of his flock. He knows us. You know, the psalmist puts it this way in Psalm 95, verse 7. He says, for he is our God. We are his people or the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. That's who we are this morning. This speaks to our identity in God. But I want you to look at that word hand there that came up in the text. It's our principal text this morning from the promise of Jesus. But it's also used by the psalmist when he says, For he is our God, we are the people of his pastor, and the sheep of his hand. Notice that word hand. It's the hand of God that has made possible who we now are. It's not anything we have done, is it? But it's by the grace of God given to us freely in Christ, even as the Father has freely given us to his Son. Paul puts it this way. In Romans 3.24, he says, We are justified freely by his grace. We don't do anything other than exercise faith to accomplish or to be the recipients of justification. It's given to us freely by His grace. We have right standing before God so that we can be those who belong to Christ. What does this mean? What does it mean for our lives? 
It means that we are in a safe place of righteousness as those whom Jesus has received from the Father. And it means this. It means our purpose is safe. As those who are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. Our purpose is safe. And our purpose is summed up in that promise that that Jesus made and that Paul describes in terms of us being God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared in advance for us to do. That speaks to our purpose and our purpose is safe. Our experience of kingdom life, both now and in the future, both present and in eternity, is safe because God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in order that in the ages to come, Paul says, we might show the incomparable riches of grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. So it's not just our purpose in time, that is safe, our experience of kingdom life in time and eternity is also safe. And so is our inheritance. Because we are God's children, and if we're God's children, Paul says, then we're heirs, and heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. All of this is who we are by those given From the Father to the Son. You are the people of his pasture. You are the sheep of his hand. You are the members of his body. You are the called out ones of his church. God has made all of us. To be all of those things. And that gives us. The confidence of knowing we are safe because of his grace. It really starts and ends with the grace of God. There's no authority greater than him. Jesus says that in this text, speaking of his father. Even the enemy, the one that Jesus describes as the thief who comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, is impotent in the face of the father's sovereign keeping grace. Eugene Peterson renders the first part of the text we read this morning this way in the message. The father who put them under my care is so much greater than the destroyer and the thief. So much greater. This grace not only keeps us in Christ with the salvation that's accomplished by grace and through faith given to us in the form of unmerited favor, something we don't deserve and could not earn, It also provides us unlimited access into the presence of God. You as a follower of Jesus have as a birthright now unlimited access into the presence of the living God. You've not just been saved from something. You've been saved unto something. The reality of access into the presence of God himself at all times. The writer of Hebrews says we can approach the throne of grace with confidence. We don't have to approach the throne of grace timidly or with reticence in our heart. 
We can approach the throne of grace, whatever our condition in the moment, and we can do it with confidence because of the blood of Jesus. If that were not so, it would mean Jesus' sacrifice were not sufficient unto the purpose. But it is. So we have confidence that we can enter into his presence. Never let the thief and the destroyer take away from you that sense of confidence you have because of who Jesus is, because of what Jesus has done, because you belong to Jesus as a gift from the Father, which means you have immediate access into his presence. All of this is ours. We're the Father's gift to Jesus. And our identity, as well as our inheritance, rest in him at all times. So we're secure in the Father's promise. One other thing I want you to see this morning. We are not just the Father's gift. We are in the Father's grip. I want to talk about that for a moment. Notice the other thing that Jesus says, which is the crux of the promise. And it flows from the fact that the Father has given us as a gift to his Son. He says, no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. Do you notice that Jesus says this in various ways twice? First he says, no one can snatch them out of my hand. And then he says, no one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. And then he ends this entire passage by identifying the fact that he and the Father in identity are one. He says the Father, he says I and the Father are one. You can't, no one can take you out of my hand, Jesus says. No one can snatch you out of my Father's hand and he is greater than all. In other words, Jesus is saying that God grips us firmly in his hand. He doesn't let us go. His grip is not going to lessen because of circumstances, because of our reaction or response or lack thereof. God's grip is firm over your life. The father holds on to his children. You know, like if you have kids or you have kids and, and when they're young and you're out, maybe you've gone out to some event somewhere, I don't know, where there's a lot of people and you're holding your kid's hand. I know I always used to. I'd, I, I would like have a really firm grip on my daughter's hands because I never wanted to let them go and take off and land up losing them. My sons were a bit different. Um, they were kind of harder to hold on to. The Father holds us with, and, and that grip, by the way, was out of love and concern and desire. That's the way the Father is with us. He has a grip. He has us in his grip, and he will not let us go. We're co-heirs with Christ. We're children of God. We're held firmly. So firm that Jesus says no one, no one can snatch us from our Father's hand. Do you believe that this morning? In time and eternity, no one can snatch you out of your father's hand. 
You know, the word hand here is the Greek shear, which is used in this case and other places in the New Testament metaphorically. It's not talking about a physical hand. This is a metaphorical representation of God's power and goodness. That he has a powerful hand, but he also has a good hand. And I think it's his goodness as well as his power that's in view here when Jesus says this. The good hand of God grips you firmly. In contrast to the evil hand of the enemy, who is a thief, who steals, who kills, who seeks to destroy. This is the contrast between our good, all-powerful God and the one who is the destroyer and the thief. It's the good hand of a loving father that provides us this sense of fatherly security that we have in him. What does it mean then to be secure in the hand of God? It means this. It means our position is secure. There is a sense of permanence about the protection that God provides for us, positionally speaking. We are forever in his hand. This reality is captured in the Old Testament by perhaps the greatest man of the Old Testament, and that's Moses. And in Deuteronomy 33, 27, just prior to his death, this is one of Moses' last words to his people, to the people of Israel that he'd led for you know, the last 40 years plus. He said this, The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. The eternal God is your refuge and underneath are the everlasting arms. How many of you like to fly? Okay. Some of you do. A lot of you kept your hand down. I kind of, I'm like kind of in the middle. I'm not like a big fan of flying. I've flown quite a lot. Um... I'm always thankful when we touch down. Every time we touch, this is a God's honest truth. Every time we touch down on, on the tarmac, wherever I'm arriving, it's like the first thing I do is thank you, Father. And when we go up, this is the text I always pray. <laughs> Lord, underneath are the everlasting arms. And, I, and I, I have this mental picture. No, this is straight up, this is the truth. I have this mental picture in my head of God's arms, his hands, conveying that plane along from where I'm starting to where I'm going to finish. And when the turbulence kicks in, and I'm not a fan of turbulence, and it's like underneath are the everlasting arms. And I just, I close my eyes and I visualize the Lord's hands there. It works for me. But, you know, this is the truth. Moses says our e- God is our eternal refuge. There's a place of safety and security in him. Underneath are his everlasting arms. We're supported by those everlasting arms. This is why his grip remains firm. This does not mean, by the way, and I want to make this clear, that we will be saved from all earthly danger, difficulty, and in some cases, even disaster. Last week, Laurie was talking about testing. 
the testing and trial of our faith and finding God in the place of waiting. But it does mean we will be saved whatever the disaster or the heartache that comes. Many times we may be delivered by God's grace in the trial rather than delivered from the trial. But the point is God will be faithful to deliver. He will be faithful to hold us in the grip of his grace. Now, I love to sing that song that we sang this morning at the end of worship. King of my heart. Jim had selected that as part of the worship set this morning. And it was on my heart this week uh, to actually contact him and say, Hey, Jim, would you include this song? And then when he sent me his set list of the week, you already had it in there. And, and I said, thank you, Jim, for listening to God and getting there ahead of me. <laughs> and because this song, I mean, I love all the songs we did this morning. One of them we're going to do again at the end of the service. But I love this song. It talks about the fact that he is good. However difficult and however dark the season, he remains good and he remains faithful. He will, as we sang, never let us down. Now, let me just say this. From our perspective, it may sometimes seem that way. It may seem, from our limited, finite perspective, and when we're going through really difficult, hurtful circumstances and situations in our lives, in the lives of those we love, in the lives of the world around, life of the world around us, it may seem that way to us. But we don't stand on our finite perspective or even on our emotional disposition about what we're going through. We stand on the promise of God. And his promise is that he will always be faithful. He will never leave us or forsake us. Which means he will never let us down. So however difficult and dark it is, He remains good and he remains faithful. And the words of that song that I always love it when Giff sings this, when night is holding on to me, God is holding on. God is holding on. When the night is holding on to me, when the darkness seems to have enveloped me, God is holding on. It's not really me holding on to him, even though we are exhorted to do that. It's him holding on to us that sustains us, because he is greater than all. This is what Paul wrote with confidence. And I've always loved this passage of scripture. Um, As I think I've said once before here on a Sunday, I read this at the funeral of my father some years ago. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? The implication being all of those things may be things that we experience. So any of those things separate us from the love of Christ? For your sake, he says, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, 
nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing and no one, I repeat that this morning, nothing and no one can snatch us, can snatch you out of your heavenly Father's hand. Nothing and no one can prize you free from his loving, gracious grip over your life. What does this mean? It means our destiny that we sang about this morning in one of the songs we worship to is assured now and for all eternity. We are becoming and will become who God called us and created us to be. There's no doubt about that. Because of the promise of God's gracious grip over our lives. Our destiny is what? What is your destiny this morning? Your destiny is assured. What is the nature of your destiny this morning? It's glory. That's what you're headed for. Nothing less than glory. Paul wrote this to the Romans too. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn of many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. That's the destiny that we have in Christ. It's not just justification. It begins with justification. It comes to culmination with glorification. Glory is our destiny, and it's assured because of his grip. Because no one can take us out of his hand. Our destiny is secure. Paul says, the God who gives life to the dead and calls those things that are not as though they were. That's the kind of God in whose hand we are held. He doesn't look at things and say, hmm, they're not there. He sees things that are not and calls them as though they are. Paul says his gifts and calling are irrevocable. Irrevocable means he doesn't change his mind. It's not, I got you in the grip of my hand one moment. No, I don't. I've got you in the grip. No, I don't. No, we're firmly in the grip of his grace and his gifts and calling are irrevocable over your life. Our position and our destiny are in the hand of the Father and we're secure because of his goodness. We're safe because of his grace. We're secure because of his goodness. This is why no one can snatch us out of his hand. Peterson puts it this way. They're protected from the destroyer for good. No one can steal them from out of my hand. The Father who put them there under my care is so much greater than the destroyer and the thief. No one could ever get them away from him. That is really good news this morning. His hand provides us with permanent protection of his power and it envelops us in his love. His hand is filled with acceptance, with blessing, with commissioning, with empowerment, with faithfulness, with healing, with love, with promise, with restoration. These are just some of the things that the hand of our Heavenly Father is filled with for us. 
So that's the message this morning. Almost done and dusted. Hold on. One more thing. The truth is each one of us is loved by our Heavenly Father. We are his freely given gift to Jesus. Think about that this week. You are a gift to Jesus. We often think about the fact that Jesus is the gift of the Father to us, and he is. God gave us his one and only Son. But the Bible teaches that we are a gift to him. Jesus said that himself. And therefore, we're safe because we are a grace gift from the Father to the Son. Just like God gives gifts and calling to us and they're irrevocable, do you think he's going to change his mind about the gifts he gives to his own son? No. And we are his firmly gripped children. Secure because of his goodness. And our Father is much greater than anyone else. So let's embrace that in our lives this morning. Let's walk that out daily. You know, this will give us the confidence to have a persevering faith when things get tough. When it looks like we're being enveloped in that darkness. When it looks like we don't have the strength to sustain. We will know that we are in the Father's hand. Let me end with this. David put it this way. I am still confident of this. It's like, after everything I've gone through. After everything I've gone through, David said, I'm still confident of this. After my own failure before God, I am still confident of this, David says. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. That's where we've been called to live. Now... And we'll live for all time together with him in the land of the living. Because as we sang in that song this morning, we're going to sing to end end our service this morning. Our life began, did it not? His death was the beginning of our life. And we have been called to live in the land of the living, knowing that we're in the grip of God's grace. Let's stand. So can we have the worship team come back up? We are going to have a ministry time in a moment, but I want to sing that song. I have the worship team, Jim and the, uh, and the team, lead us again in that song that we sang this morning because it's such a statement of the reality that is ours in Christ, that we are alive in him and called to live in him. kind of got to this point in the song you can tell can get really quiet can get really loud and that's a reflection of the message in the in the lyrics at that point in the song 
Our Savior displayed on the criminal's cross, darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. It's such a dark moment. And yet the very next line, but then Jesus arose with our freedom in hand. What a declaration of victory. So when we get to that point in the song, I know we kind of get loud and everything, but really, like, declare that. I'm so glad that when we get to that point in the song, we're shouting. We are. I'm, I'm just shouting at the top of my lungs because it's a declaration of victory. So don't be afraid when we get to that point. Jesus arose with our victory in his hand. Celebrate that. Lost without hope, no place to begin. Your love made a way to let mercy come in. When death was rested and thy life began. Ash was redeemed, only beauty morning grew quiet, my feet rose to dance, when death was rested and my life began, oh, your grace so free, washes over me, you have made From my chains, I'm a prisoner no more. Shame was a ransom he faithfully bore. He canceled my debt and he called me his friend. It's when that was arrested and my life Washes over me. You have made me new. Now life begins with you. It's your endless love pouring down on us. You have made us new. displayed on a criminal's cross the darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost 
Father, thank you so much this morning for the victory that's ours in Christ. Thank you that death was arrested in his death and in his life, our life began. Thank you that his spirit lives in us this morning. Father, we love you. We worship you. You are, as Jesus said, greater than all. Thank you that there's nothing that the thief and the destroyer can do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, that we remain in the grip of your grace this morning. That you will never let us go. That you will always be faithful. And that you call us to live with persevering faith, confident in the knowledge that we are in your loving hand. 
And I do this morning want to invite uh, those that are on the ministry team to come up this morning. So if you're assigned to pray for people this morning, would you please come up right now? Perhaps, Melissa, could you just play for us? Thank you. So, Father, we thank you this morning for your presence here. And I just want to say this this morning. Please stay with me, if you would, at this moment. There may be times and seasons, this may be one of them in your life, where your perception is that you're not being held firmly in the grip of God's loving grace. And maybe this morning you need to come and receive prayer and let the hand of God tangibly, as it were, like envelop you again so that you will know that that's where you are, that you'll know that you're his and that he is yours and that he will never let you go and that no one can ever, whatever the circumstances are you're going through right now in your life, they are not going to in any way cause you to be taken from the Father's hand and that that commitment is his to you personally. And he wants you to have the confidence of that in your heart. So I invite you this morning, if you'd like uh, to receive prayer, to come on up uh, for whatever it may be that God is here this morning and wants to administer through his loving hand his grace. So you come as you're ready to receive prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence with us. We herald your name in this place.